0: My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to... Walker, Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for 35 years. Each week, we'll have a different co host and an interview with another retail ranger. The views and opinions in this podcast are mine and not those of my employer. Now it's time for Walker, Retail Ranger. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. Welcome to episode five of the Walker Retail Ranger podcast. With me today as my co-host is my youngest daughter, Ashley. How are you, Ashley?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am doing well. You worked today, so I want to thank you for coming by after work.
1: Yep, nothing like it.
0: Well, plus you got to eat some good cooking. Exactly. All that right. was so good. We had to bribe you to come over. <laughs> but, uh, so... Tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: So I'm your favorite youngest daughter. Right,
0: right. That's pretty obvious.
1: And I um, graduated from JMU in May of 2021. I got a degree in math with a French minor. Still figuring out when I'm ever going to use that part.
0: Je ne sais pas. (laughs) All right. All right.
1: And then I traveled a lot this summer. And then I decided, oh, let's get a job now. And now I work at a mortgage company. Okay. As a loan analyst, and then I also, a part-time job, I work at a restaurant as a server.
0: So you have a full-time job and a part-time job as a server. Correct. Way to grind. That's right. Way to grind. So you have, obviously, some retail ranger blood in you. Right. Um, when you were 16, you got a job, but it wasn't grocery retail. It was...
1: It was at a restaurant. Um, on my birthday, I applied. Yes. And... It was because I liked to eat there, Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, let's just work here, so I applied there on my birthday, and then I got the job, obviously, and I hosted there for a while.
0: Okay, so you started off as a host, Mm -hmm. and then what did you do from there?
1: Um, As I was like working 40 hours a week while going to high school, I was like, you know what? I wish I made a little bit more money, so... I was looking in the same restaurant, and I was like, oh, to-go host, they're making a little bit more than me, so let me try to do my best so I can get to do that job and make more money. Okay. So I did that for a little while, and then once I turned 18, I was hearing all the servers talk about, or it was actually a little bit before I turned 18, I was hearing everyone talk about how much money they were making serving. Yeah getting to walk away with three hundred bucks a night. Good lord. And I was like praying until <laughs> I could turn eighteen because I was like, I'm ready to do that. So Yeah. I had to work a little harder though to be able to prove myself that I was able to do it without any serving experience.
0: Yeah. Well how are you gonna get serving experience if you don't get serving experience, right? So that's it's the that paradox. Under- oh paradox. That's <laughs> yeah, that college word. So and then I think it at some point about six years ago, right? Or maybe well, you started in the grocery business, too, as a cashier. Yes. How long did you do that?
1: I did that for like two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, you were working as the, at the as and a server. And still working as a server, correct. Okay. Crime. <laughs> all right. And then I believe you also moved over to the e-commerce side of the grocery business where you got to, customers would do orders online and you would shop them?
1: Yes. I would just walk around and try to find all their stuff
0: how would you like that?
1: It was really fun. Um, I was trying to get the fastest numbers, and because it was, like, pretty busy and you're always shopping, it made time fly, so as opposed to when I was a cashier and I would just stand there all day and ring people up, which also was fun, but getting to walk around and move around and constantly, like, have to figure out, oh, we don't have this product, let me message them real quick and try to make them happy and right. instead of just going, oh, we don't have it, so... That was fun.
0: So what do you think is the motivation for you? Because you said something that was kind of intriguing. Um, you wanted to beat the numbers or, or be the fastest. Mm-hmm. What do you think causes that drive in you?
1: Well, I definitely always want to, if I'm doing something, I don't want to just do it H-A. I want to like Ooh. do it right and like succeed in what I'm doing and excel actually, not just succeed. And then when you do stuff like that, it sets like a precedent for other people that are working there. And then it makes the business grow in general, just because like, and why do I care, even though I'm not the manager or anything, but if I'm working there, I am like part of their brand in a way. And Mm -hmm. I want everybody to be able to like perform the same way to make the whole business run better because then everything's going to go smoother if everybody is doing their job correctly.
0: Wow. And the other good point to that um, is the more that business grows, the better the sales are, the right. more hours become mm-hmm. available. And a lot of folks don't understand that, especially in the grocery business. Payroll or labor is one of our biggest expenses. So the, the cure all for that is sales. The more sales you get, the more hours you get. And, and that's that's one thing as a, as a store manager for me. Like, if customers walk by a category that's out of stock right now because of the pandemic, like, I'll I'll go with canned cat food. (laughs) Good luck finding canned cat food, right? But people look at me sometimes like, why aren't you putting it out? And I would love to be able to say, hey, trust me. Well, and, And sometimes I do, depending on the customer. If I know them, you know, I'll say, hey, seriously, I want to put them out because that's what gives my people hours. The more sales we get, the more hours I give to my folks the more hours I give my folks, let's be real, the less work I got to (laughs) do. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. But obviously, if folks don't have retail experience, or if they're not really paying attention, they don't understand why stuff is out of stock. I I would like to think that 99.5% of the folks that work in these stores, when they go to the back to try to find something for you, they're trying to find it for you. Um, I mean, I've heard goofball stories here and there. But Hope that's not the case in my building, <laughs> but so you're generation Z, right? I'm generation X. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go a little history lesson here and you can correct me because you're college educated and I'm, <laughs> a, I'm common sense McGee. So I remember the world war two era, uh, great depression folks. They were called the greatest generation because they had gone through the great depression. They learned how to deal with stuff there. Um, plus we were at war. Um, and then when they had kids, that generation was called the baby boomers and that'd be like my parents, your grandparents. Um, and then after baby boomers was me generation X, I, I don't know. I can't remember why we're called generation X, but then I think you said there's a generation
1: generation Y,
0: Y that's what I say. Why? <laughs> I, mean, I was there. I had discovered. Um, and then. Where's the Millennials? Where do they play?
1: Millennials are after Gen Y.
0: After Y. And then your Generation Z, and I think you said there was some, it's kind of a new one?
1: Yeah, people like kids these days are being called Zoomers.
0: Okay, how does that come about?
1: So, it definitely plays off of the word boomers. Okay. So, and with the technology that we have this day, everybody's like on Zoom all the time because of COVID, so it kind of just fit Zoomers, so...
0: Well, that kind of makes me nervous about what the next generation is going to be called. <laughs> oh, Lord. So what what do you think, if you were to go back to the time you worked in the grocery store, as a customer, what did you, what did you feel was an important thing when you walked into the grocery store? Because you were technically a customer for a customer mm-hmm. when you're doing that shopping. What were you looking at as that customer's eyes?
1: So they obviously trusted me or other people who were doing the same job to shop for them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like let me put myself in their shoes. So if I had chosen to use this service, I would want somebody basically it was like treat people how you want to be treated kind of like put yourself in their shoes. If right. I'm going to shop for them and they want some nice they want bananas, I'm not just going to go grab Ugly bananas. I'm going to look and shop as if I was looking for them. Yeah. Or like if we didn't have something, like we never had the right brand of toilet paper.
0: Yeah. Oh, but yeah, there would be that.
1: some brands. So I would text them and say, hey, we're out of this brand, but you obviously need toilet paper. Is this okay? <laughs> Pretty obvious. I've mentioned that. Is this okay and how much do you want? Yeah. Just because it sucks. Like if they pay that money, they're expecting, oh, I'm going to get this product. And then all of a sudden... When they go pick up their groceries, if half of the stuff isn't there just because the person shopping didn't care, that's probably pretty upsetting and that's going to slow down the business even more because they're probably less likely to use it again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and me as a store manager, I appreciate that if I got associates like you that do put your, what's that word, dedication and drive and desire into making sure that customer's experience is great. That, that means so much you know, to me as an operator to know that I've got folks around me that are thinking the same way. And it does help. It helps everybody. Right. So it's funny we mentioned toilet paper because obviously we had the debacle of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So on the last podcast or so, I'd mentioned shopping lists because, you know, I collect those because I'm a, I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. I almost said loser, but I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, I got a couple more that popped up and... I know it sounds kind of corny, but people refer to TP, tea paper, toilet tissue, toilet paper. I don't know why I felt like I had to bring that up on the last one, but I did. Mm-hmm. And the the latest one that I got Monday, it starts off with tea paper. So because I was I was making the the point that you, the more most common things that I found on these things is coffee and toilet paper, in one end, out the mm-hmm. other. You know what I'm saying? It definitely goes together. So this shopping list only had three items on it. And uh, this is probably a segment we're going to do going forward is having a little shopping list discussion, just FYI. <laughs> you heard it here second. Um, so it's to- tea paper, water, and then I guess this one just hit me funny, and it might not be funny, but it's it's doterant. <laughs> no E. Nice. It's do- deodorant. I
1: it- guess deodorant. I guess, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's little things like that. Oh, shoot, I do have another one. This one sounds nasty, All right. but but I get it because I've seen it. Lunch meat, bread, and hot sauce. Oof. That and that one didn't have toilet paper at the bottom of that list. <laughs> they should have kept that list because they might need it exactly to do something. Um, and this one, not really funny, but it proves the point. It had coffee, sugar, mayonnaise, eggs, bread, pudding, milk onion and jelly <laughs> just the onion and jelly thing kind of
1: That onion ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah i'm not a big fan of onions i would not be bribed, bribed
1: to go over to that house for dinner
0: <laughs> well maybe if they're gonna have coffee after maybe that'd make it all feel better so um i think what else i was gonna ask you so what are your as a generation z you're working two jobs mm-hmm. uh, you currently live at home right um, what is, what is your goal? Cause I, I've read online that, you know, they're, they're saying that kids aren't going to own anything anymore. They're going to just be renters and not have babies and stuff like that. I mean, what, what is your, your life ambition, at least for the next five, six years?
1: So my plan is to, cause I definitely could go live in an apartment right now mm-hmm. and I could definitely afford it, um, with just my part-time job. Right. But I want to save up and actually own a house because okay. especially working in the mortgage industry now, I realize how much of a waste apartment money is. So it's really just throwing money down the drain. So yeah. I would rather save up and it is going to, it is tough to just have to follow rules and stuff Yeah. when I just went to college for four years. But I think it's definitely going to be worth it in the long run to just save up until I can put a down payment on a house. Okay. Because I don't really want to go into crazy debt other than, like, a mortgage.
0: Right. Well, let me play devil's advocate. I mean, obviously, I'm all about you getting a house. But I do want to have the discussion that the benefit of having an apartment or something like that is you don't have to worry about, like, the landscaping, the trash removal, stuff like that. So, you do have to keep that in mind if you go to buy a house. You're going to have to have trash service. You're going to have to be mowing your grass, keeping up with your power washing, stuff like that. Which... It can be done, but I'm just saying it might be harder to work two jobs.
1: Yeah, that's true. I do think about that sometimes, just the idea of... I have thought about just going to an apartment because, one, most of the time they, they have some kind of furniture in there. If I buy that's a house, true. I'm now not just buying the house, but I have to furnish the house, right? clean it, a yeah. lot of cleaning, Yeah, and like you said, the landscaping. I do not foresee myself... Riding a
0: lawnmower, so... If I'm being honest, I don't think in the entire time that I've known you and your sister, <laughs> I can't recall a time when either one of you helped mow my grass.
1: I barely even like to rake.
0: Okay, <laughs> so that that's fair. So, I'm, and, and I guess I just want to put that out there, too, because there there's a benefit, obviously, to having the apartment, but there's a cost to that, too. Right. Because you're spending all this money, and you're getting jack squat. Right. You know, but then again,
1: forth. at the same time, in a positive way towards the apartment... Since I do have the part-time job, it's really not a waste of the money because I'm still making my full-time job pay.
0: That's true.
1: So it's kind of like that little bit of that 20 hours that I'm working on the side as a server, which makes pretty good tips. Right. Um, that could just pay for the apartment and I can just, I have so much energy that it's almost like I can just forget that I did work. Right. And then live in the apartment.
0: Yeah. Well, it's nice that you have options. Mm-hmm. I guess that's probably the, the best part of it all. So you are doing something that involves your college education, Mm -hmm. which was math, which obviously you didn't get from my DNA. (laughs) I don't know if I said that before, but it stings when I look at math. (laughs) It just makes my nose start to bleed a little bit. But uh, I'm I'm really proud of you. I'm excited for what you're going to do in the future and uh, hope to have you on the podcast quite a few more times because that was an absolute blast.
1: Make sure Liz makes dinner.
0: Yes, I guess that's the key. (laughs) Not that you have to be bribed, but it doesn't hurt.
1: It does not hurt.
0: Let's be real. All right. You got anything else you want to say, or you good?
1: Nope, I'm great.
0: Got some Quoja? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining the uh, Retail Ranger podcast today. Thanks again to my beautiful co-host, Ashley, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.